We do now have the coach of the Gamecocks with us, Coach Mark Kingston. Our traditional interview with the winning coach coming off the baseball weekend series. It goes with uh, the Gamecocks this time, and Coach Kingston is joining us. Thank you so much for your time. Congratulations on the big series win over the weekend. Um, What do you think it says about your club, the way you went out and took care of business against the Tigers? Well, thanks, Phil, number one, for having me on. Uh, It was an exciting weekend. It was great to see crowds on both sides. I I thought all three games were really electric. It was loud in Clemson on Friday night, and I thought that really gave them, you know, a a pretty good boost uh, as a home field advantage. Floor field on Saturday was awesome. It was packed. It was loud. Um, it, It was electric. And then Founders Park yesterday was as good as I've seen since I've been here. So, a really good weekend. What it says about our team is I just think it continues to show that we can do a lot of good things on a ball field. Uh, we can pitch at a very high level at most of the time. Um, we've got elite power most of the time. Um, I'd like to see our defense tighten up a little bit, and I think it will. Um, but I, I just think it shows this weekend that, that we can do a lot of things at a very high level, um, and it showed that we can bounce back from a little adversity. It's hard to win a series like this when you lose the first game. So to do it in the manner we did, uh, very happy and very proud for the guys. Well, I'll tell you, so many high moments for you in the two wins on Saturday and Sunday. I, a lot of things stand out to me, the power at the plate, the power on the mound, and really um, your pitching yesterday, Hicks coming in after uh, Mahoney started and uh, and Hicks just coming in and mowing down the Tigers, especially over those last three innings, uh, that's very impressive. So what are your plans for him moving forward? Does he stay in that role, or you find a bigger role for him? Well, we'll continue to evaluate it, and it's hard to say you can have a bigger role than throwing five innings in a conference deci- or a, a series-deciding game. You know what? He actually threw more than the starting pitcher yesterday. So uh, I think that's a very valuable role, as you know, your bullpen can determine your season oftentimes. Uh, if you have good starting pitching, but every time you take your starter out after the sixth inning, you've got to sweat it out. That, that makes for a long, tough season. So to have him back there right now is probably the right move for us. It doesn't mean we wouldn't change it or couldn't change it in the future, but to have weapons out of the bullpen, that's just so important. Um, I think every great team you look at over the years had weapons coming out of the bullpen because you, you need to win games. Uh, when you have leads late, uh, number one, because you've got to accumulate as many wins as you can. But when you lose games late, it can become demoralizing for a team. So having him as a weapon back there, I think Eli Jerzenbeck showed that he can be a legit weapon the way he pitched on Friday night in a very hostile environment. And then you add those two guys along with the Beckers, uh, the Kate Austins, the Chris Beaches. You know, I think it makes for a very strong bullpen. I also think it says something, too, that you, you lost the first game and Will Sanders pitched in that one, and uh, you can assess his performance. He gave up a couple of home runs. He gave up three doubles. So uh, they were getting some good swings off of him, but you managed to you know bounce back after your number one starter loses. What did you think of Will on Friday night? What did you see from him? And um, are, you, are you happy with where he is right now with the, how he's throwing the ball? I think he needs to get better. Uh, and I think he will get better. He he knows it. Coach Parker knows it. We all know it. He can and will be much better. Um, the key for him so far is just the fastball command. Uh, he's had command. He's had control, but not command. What I mean by that is he's throwing strikes, 
but you want to command the ball within the strike zone. So a, a strike in the middle of the plate is a lot different than a strike down and away. Um, and he's just throwing too many balls in the middle of the plate right now. And I think you look at the difference between him and James Hicks, for example, um, Will's velocity is probably three miles an hour faster but James's ball is moving a little bit more right now, and his location has been much better, which is why he's had a lot more success so far this season than Will. Um, but we know Will has a very high ceiling. We know Will can be dominant when he's right. So just needs to keep working. I think we need to remember he missed all fall um, and didn't pitch last summer, so he's still he's still getting back into the groove of things and finding himself. So uh, he's one of the things that you know we're, we're optimistic that we've gotten off to a good start but that's without him really being at the top of his game yet. I still think Jack Mahoney has a big improvement curve because he's pitching for the first time after a year off. And I look at guys like Carson Horning who are just starting to get started. So as, as well as we've played so far, I still think there's optimism because there's still a lot of room for growth. Talk with Mark Kingston, USC baseball coach. It must feel good, though, to be sitting in the bullpen knowing that uh, you've always got the capability of coming from behind because of the power in your lineup. And, I mean, that was the case on uh, Saturday when you had to come from behind and you and you used your power uh, to do so. Then you used your power to, to go ahead and put it away on Sunday. Um, can, can this team continue to swing the bats from a power standpoint the way it has to this point? Well, the interesting thing, Phil, is in my experience here, we generally hit for more power the second half of the season than we do the first because of the weather. Um, a lot of times the wind is blowing in, and it was it was breezing in on Sunday or else we might have had five or six homers. Um, we hit a, three or four more that were caught at the, at the top of the wall. Um, so I think, I think the power is real that we have. I don't know that we'll hit three a game all year because when you start to play SEC pitching, it's hard to bank on hitting three homers a game. But we've got some real power hitters in our lineup. You look at Cassis, you look at McGillis, you look at Petri, you look at Denny, you look at Messina. I mean, these are these guys. These guys are real power hitters. They hit the ball very hard. Um, the ball comes off their bat uh, very hot most of the time. So uh, we've got guys that are legitimate power hitters. So how how long that continues, we'll see. But I just think we show up every day, and as as we we call it, you have a puncher's chance. Um, even if you're behind late, you can still get hot and, and, and start to bang some balls out of the ballpark. And if your bullpen keeps you close, then you can you always have a chance to win. Sure, sure. UNC head baseball coach Mark Kingston with us here tonight. Gamecocks coming off a, a series win over their rivals at Clemson over the weekend. And Coach, you referenced a couple of minutes ago you'd like to see your defense tighten up just a touch. In a perfect world, I'm sure you'd never never want to commit an error. But right now sitting at a 968 fielding percentage in your mind, where should this team be when the season's over? Do you want to be up over, over 980? What's a good fielding percentage, do you think, for your club? I think 972 is generally uh, SEC average. I'd like to see us in that 974, 975 range. I think we're more than capable of doing that. I think Wimmer's an elite shortstop. McGillis has always been a very solid defender. Um, so I, I think I think we should be in that 970 four range i'd be fine with that you know to go along with our hitting and our pitching mcgillis made some tremendous plays for you in the field over the weekend you can kind of overlook maybe some of the bad with some of the spectacular plays he's been able to make for you as well well you can but again the, the routine play we, we want to dominate the routine play we want every time a pitcher 
uh, gets a hitter to hit a ball that should be an out, we want it to be an out. And we, we've just had a couple plays. You know, yesterday, for example, Jack threw away a double play ball. And we've just – there's some plays that we just have gotten a little sloppy on. And it's just something that, you know, we have to continue to clean up. We need to continue to stress to our guys about taking care of the ball, much like an offense in football would, would stress taking care of the ball and not, not fumbling and not being careless. So uh, we played great defense all fall, all spring. Um, I just think there's been a few things that got away from us so far in the in the year that I think will clean clean themselves up and iron themselves out. Listening to some of your post game comments over the weekend, I get a sense you're awfully proud of the job Gavin Cassis has done and batting at 308 and seven home runs already to lead your club. But brought up an interesting story about uh, you had to almost take a, a gamble on him because he didn't play a whole lot at Vanderbilt. So maybe what did you guys see in him that made you comfortable enough to bring him to South Carolina? Well, he was a guy coming out of Florida. Obviously, you know, I, I spent a lot of time in Florida, both at the University of Miami and the University of South Florida. So I've got a lot of a lot of people down there that we know and that we can trust. Um, he was coming out coming out of high school a few years ago. He was a highly regarded uh, hitter. His older brother was a first round pick of the Red Sox and currently plays in the major leagues with the Red Sox. So he came from a good baseball family. He came from a, a really good you know baseball area in South Florida. Um, Went off to Vanderbilt as a highly regarded hitter, and it just, for whatever reason, didn't click for him. Had some injuries that he battled through and just never really got consistent playing time um, and got the oppor- never got the opportunities to really you know show what he could do. Um, because of the homework we did, we watched a lot of video, and we just really liked how the swing looked. Um, and he had played in some USA events with some of our guys, uh, and they spoke to his, you know, his character and that he would fit in with the, the kind of culture we wanted to have. Uh, and we just said, you know what, regardless of the fact that he wasn't a starter very much at Vanderbilt, this may be a guy that can really help us. And so that's why we say we took a little bit of a leap of faith because he's not one of these transfer portal guys that had hit 330 with 12 homers somewhere else. You kind of had to say maybe a change of scenery uh, will really help him and he, can, and he can take off. And, you know, so far that's exactly what's happened. All right, last couple of moments here with USC baseball coach Mark Kingston. they got a busy week coming up, got a five-game week. But we talked about this with you at the press conference yesterday, and I think this is something you might have touched on earlier in the year. But uh, you you seem to have kind of a – not that you were ever grumpy or nasty or anything like that. I'm not suggesting that. But you seem to have a the world doesn't seem to be on your shoulder kind of approach to this point in the season. And – is this a, a different mental approach that you're you're taking, or is it the result of having a, a, a club you think is pretty good where you don't have to sweat the small stuff with this group? Well, it's probably both. Uh, again, every year that passes as a coach, you know, is one less year you'll have on the back end of your career. So I'm to the point now where I want to try to enjoy it as much as I can um, because, again, you know, it's, it's very – privileged and fortunate to do what I absolutely love to do. I love, I get to do it in a place that I love to be. And yes, this is a place where there, it can be pretty weighty. And when you're not, when it's not going well for your team, you can feel it a little bit, but I just have tried to do the best I could to rely on my faith and say, you know what, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, we were brought here for a reason. So let's just, let's just kind of turn it over to the big man upstairs and let him worry about the results and let's just enjoy this process uh, with the players, with your coaches that I, you know, that I love very much right now. 
And I think the fact that we have a good team just makes it that much easier to, to really go full, full bore ahead with that. So I think it's a combination of all those things, Phil. Well, I know your first team at South Carolina got to within one game of Omaha, uh, and that was a team that you kind of walked into. I don't remember exactly how many of the players you inherited and how many you had a chance to bring in. Um, but is this team the best team you've had top to bottom since you've been at South Carolina, or would you say that first one that came so close to Omaha is still the best one? You know, it's, it's probably too early to say that yet. I, I need to see us play some more, but in terms of feeling really good about all the areas of our team, I'd say it's got to be right up there. And don't forget that 18 team, you know, it took a long time for us to hit our stride. Um, we lost a lot of midweek games that year. Um, midway through the year, we were not in great shape. I think we started the SEC 1-5 and five that year, um, but we finished winning. I think, I think we won 12 of our last 18 SEC games and then just really played well in the postseason. So um, this team is playing better earlier on, um, but that team we really found our stride uh, midway through. So I'm hoping that this team continues to get better each week just like that team did. And if it does, then we may do some special things. Okay, sir. Hey, thank you for the visit. Um, oh, by the way, who's starting for you uh, tomorrow and Wednesday? You know, I, we we have a good idea who that's going to be. I don't know that we've officially announced it yet. Um, okay. I just want to double-check everything with our staff. Um, but uh, that that should come out, if not tonight, probably first thing tomorrow. All right. Well, again, thank you for being with us. Uh, congratulations. I know the – uh, and every coach at South Carolina Clemson from Tanner to Leggett to Lee to you will say the, the series doesn't make or break your season because a lot of baseball to be played, of course, and we've seen teams go different ways whether they win the, the series or not. But it's still it's important in our state for that weekend, and uh, it's, I'm sure it feels good to you to be on the winning side of it this time around, and it gives you a chance to kind of enjoy things uh, moving forward and get things ready for SEC play coming up. Yeah, it does. It's a lot easier to go to the grocery store uh, when you win this weekend. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 a great weekend, and you know now as much as we enjoyed it, now we've got to refocus and, and get ready for Tuesday. We thank you, sir. Uh, good luck this week. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, coach. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Okay, Mark Kingston, USC baseball coach. I'm sure he got a lot of attaboys. <laughs> well, as he was Phil- uh, walking down the aisles at the grocery store. Well, you know, we're on the reverse end of hearing from Gamecock fans throughout last year and how disappointed they have been with the baseball program. I'm not sure there's anybody who needed that series any more than Mark Kingston. It's a good feather in his cap moving forward.